Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm your host, Lauren Elizabeth. And I'm your co-host, Chloe Parr. And today we are going to be talking all about our current mood, which is, what is it again? It's confused in comparison. Yeah, because you know, like sometimes like you just feel so confused about your life and your looks and your relationship, your career, because you're constantly in the comparison death trap. I don't know why I said death trap. I was going to say loop. I, I, I really thought you were going to say mode. I was about to say it with you. And uh, then I was like, oh, okay. oh we went well, dark. I, I was going to say loop. Like, you know, when you're kind of like it's going. Like a cycle. Yeah, because it's like you're kind of like going in circles. I did write yeah. down rabbit hole at one point. Like, you know how you go down the rabbit hole? Oh, for sure. But first, of course, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. Okay, Lo. What is your, like, you know what? Let's start like on the low so we can get high. So what was your worst mood of the week? I feel like finally for the first time in a while, my best and worst actually don't really totally relate. They're pretty separate. Wait, me too. It's like, this you know good. what I mean? I like, like we're like, on the same page. Yeah, it's like nothing like yeah. came out of the other one or whatever. It was just like two totally different moods, which happens sometimes because moods are not, they're not, Um, I'm having a, can't think of words today. Me either. I'm like brain farting right now. Moods aren't. <laughs> this is going to be really interesting, moods, you guys. Oh my God, I can't even think of the fucking word. I'm not even going to try. So my worst mood this week was irritable. And I feel like you had a similar one a couple weeks ago. No, it was last week, short-tempered. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. I think so, I, did I pass it on to you? You might have. Because oh, no. literally my best mood last week was fun. And now it's like, nope, she was having no fun of that this week. Wanted to start off too. I didn't want to make it my whole worst mood. But I will say that I definitely crashed on Friday. I didn't tell you this, but I basically was like, I'm fucking done. I've been recording in whether it's video or audio, recording myself non-fucking-stop for the past few weeks. and You're sick of yourself? And I can't listen to myself. I can't look at myself. I don't want to have any fucking... Like, I knew that I was approaching the burnout, and I've been trying so hard to not burn out and, like, all the way crash, but I had this, like... So I had this mini crash where it finally just all caught up to me, and I literally turned my phone on Do Not Disturb even on Monday because I was still like so and I think that's where like the irritability started coming in and I'm definitely working on it of course but I was I think that's like what triggered it the burnout the burnout and then I've just honestly been bitchy I've had a short fuse um I think what I wanted to say for all of our little planet girlies is (laughs) a lot of people have been saying way nicer compared to what she wrote down I'll read it how I wrote it I said I think this week was weird for a lot of people and I do not care about the fucking planets but apparently something was rising and falling (laughs) I don't know so I saw on Instagram that there was like a new moon or something which is interesting because don't we have one fucking moon do we not do we not? I, I we have one sun and one. I'm fuck- not. That's not my world, so I can't talk on it. Well, we have but what? You know, they're always like your Mercury's in 
retrograde. Yeah. And Didn't you think something was in retrograde Gemini, this week? Or I don't know. Did you see it on Instagram or did you just think it was in retrograde? Oh, I thought Mercury was in retrograde. No, it's just it like up. a moon. It's like a Scorpio or a Libra Yeah, those moon. are the ones I, I don't know about. But Google or Google new moon. Okay, well, nothing came up. New moon right now. Yeah, I guess like that's what's happening right now. Well, it's Scorpio season. Oh, like a new moon of like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. It's just Scorpio season. That visual is very helpful though because it's a new moon. Like the moons right. are different sizes. I know that because like you can only see so much. But that's but it doesn't change size. You just can't see it. But we do have a solar eclipse. Okay, so I can't find the post, but someone posted about the new moon in Scorpio. And it said that you basically, like, are going to, like, feel, like, really tired and, like, not into anything this week. And I started feeling it on the beginning of the week. And so I don't obviously care about the moon or the planets in that capacity. Maybe, maybe you should now. Maybe but <laughs> this is the learning lesson. When I saw it on Instagram, I was like, oh, well, of course that's why I'm being weird. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, I just loved the cop out. <laughs> okay, but why do you think, like, where's the bitchiness coming from? Because, like, for me, short-tempered, I was so stressed with work. Right. So where do you think yours is coming from? Like, the burnout of work? Or do you think more personal? It was probably the short fuse came from, like, having a short fuse with work. And then it probably translated into personal. And I think that, like, sometimes I can just be really, really bitchy when I'm, like, super anxious. And Like, when I was younger, I used to be so bitchy. And it was because it was, like, a coping mechanism. I know. (laughs) Literally, I will fucking kill you. Because... (laughs) <laughs> can we legally say that I don't give a shit I don't really know where it's coming from I think I was just irritable like we could plop, probably track it on my cycle we can track it in the moons I just what was a little bit of a psychopath this week and I mean I love a good psychopath Lauren sometimes you just need to let it out that's what I'm saying so sometimes when you're exhausted it's just like let's just be cranky yeah exactly but I definitely like took it to um, a new level of just like being an actual psycho bitch and not just cranky do you feel bad now like a little bit yeah back? Yeah, like I feel like a little guilty. It's like you almost, you know how you get hangover anxiety? Yeah. It's almost like, like post-bitchy post, post bitchy anxiety okay. of like, I know that no one's taking it too seriously and no one's mad at me, but like I can't believe I acted that way and they should be mad at me, you know? See, that's what happens to me. I get like way over the top and then I look back and I'm like, ooh. I'm like, that's could, so embarrassing. That yeah, better. yeah. But the so, moods come out. We were short-tempered though for two weeks now, so next week... Someone, someone, it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's being it's not aware. Allowed. Yeah, because it's like saying it out loud. We we're bitchy for two weeks. Now next week we're nice. Yeah, we're we're literally the sweetest fucking yeah. dumplings. Exactly. We're literally the little wontons. Cu- we are little cupcakes. <laughs> okay, what was your worst uh, mood? Okay, this stop talking towards the fucking computer. Oh. Put your computer over here. Keep that in so everyone knows how bitchy you are. This <laughs> week. Damn. So true. Irritable. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to keep it in, but, like, thank no, you for clocking. No, you are. I might. Okay, my worst mood is actually kind of interesting. It's the word obsessive. Okay. Um, and I do have OCD, so I know it, like, stems from that. But I feel like I was obsessing over so many, like, little things this week that, like, pissed me off like that what? I couldn't move oh, on. You actually, you actually were. I know. I had, like, a tiff with someone this week, and I just, like, couldn't get past yeah. it where I created, like, this huge <laughs> narrative about it where it was like this huge deal like we were in like the biggest fight it was gonna be sh- like televised like i needed to plan my script out and like in reality it was over in five seconds and like we're, we were fine are you serious yes. i didn't even i didn't even know that a you realized you were being obsessive when people like pissed me like okay so i feel like the tiff was like i wanted to prove my um my character 
feel like mm-hmm. I was being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I just got, like, that's when I get obsessed because I'm like, no, okay, here's, like, my points. And, like, my English major comes out where I'm like, here's my thesis and yeah. here's my evidence. Yeah. And, like, here's my true career. Like, I don't know why I get like that. But I also didn't know that the tiff was over and fine. Yeah, I'll tell you that later. I feel like other little things I get obsessive about, yeah. like, I don't know, like, hypochondriac stuff. I kept, like, I was just worrying about stuff where I couldn't get past it, but... I just learned I have to, like, let it go. And even my boyfriend was like, see how not big of a deal that was? Mm. Like, you obsessing over it made it ten times bigger than it needed to be. See, I just wanted to be very supportive, so I just, like, didn't say any of that. Yeah. And, like, I I literally didn't sleep for two nights. And then, like, I had to, like, talk to um, my friend about the tiff. And then when it was over, I was like, oh, that was, like, literally nothing. Like, I literally worried myself for 48 hours of nothingness. But this was what I was trying to tell you, even with the hypochondriac stuff, is just trying to at least remember it's not going to fully solve it or fully make you feel better but just remember how you got so obsessive and then it was fine and like that happens a lot so just remember you have evidence basically is what I'm saying like you do have evidence that things work out yes so just at least reminding yourself of the stuff you've already gotten through or feared and nothing ended up being wrong just reminding yourself of that evidence is a little yeah, bit helpful because that's where my obsessions come from and then I make something out of nothing yeah and all of a sudden I think I need to like go to the doctor yeah and they're like what are you talking about yeah. you don't even have symptoms it's like- almost like finding the things that break you out of that little kind of dark hole where you can't see or yes. like the horse blinders where you oh, can't even I got think. into the rabbit hole yeah because you, you don't even think of all the other times that everything's no. been fine because you're so in it so it's like slowly getting you like little tools oh to like get yes. you out of it faster and in those 48 hours I swear like anyone that talked to me I was just like uh-huh and they're like you're not listening I was like no I was like rewriting the script over and over because I was so angry. So lesson learned, I have to stop making things out of nothing. I think a uh, goal is to at least shorten the time span. Yeah, I that, do Because that's one of my favorite, that's one of the things I'm most proud of with myself is when I texted you on, I mean, I, have, I guess I did have a weird week. Remember yeah. I had a panic attack? I had, I had a really weird week too. So I had a panic attack on Monday and I texted Chloe and literally the moment I texted her saying, I think I'm having a panic attack, it was like, I cr- like I didn't stop like crying and it wasn't solved, but I stopped like hyperventilating. I was just thinking, wow, that was one of, like one of if not the shortest panic attack I've ever had. I just had to like admit it, like, like write it like, down, or like acknowledge that it was happening instead right. of being in my own head. Yeah, because you were over it like so quickly. You're like, you know what? Just texting you that made me feel sad. I know, better. and I was like, because I was 100 percent. Because yeah, you obviously you build up so much time, but. My friend told me this week that um, a sign that you're healing is that it's like shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. It doesn't mean that ever goes away, but it's like you get over it faster. Okay. You know what I mean? That's interesting. So I think that's a good goal of like, you know, just trying to get yourself out of it a little bit faster every like one percent putting that deadline on it. Like one percent faster every time of just like, you know what, I know what I'm doing and I know how I'm feeling. And I acknowledge my feelings, and I'm not minimizing them, but let's at least try to be proactive, because I don't want this to last as long as yeah. it usually does, and maybe it could last... It's just, like, not healthy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a good episode about it, but, like, I had this thing of, like, if I'm misunderstood, then I become, like, obsessive, because I have to prove... My stubbornness has to, like, prove to people what the real yeah. truth is. I mean, I get it. Like, that's so. how I feel about, like hate comments yeah because I'm like I feel like you're literally misjudging my character and I'm right it's so like I need to prove to you like what the truth is yeah because that's just fake but... I, I almost did I almost tried doing that uh, on TikTok I'm already comments. like you don't need to prove yourself to people that don't know you, you yeah know? I, I should take that into account on TikTok <laughs> let's go up now yep we're going up and I like your best move because it it came from that panic attack it I did. think right it did let's hear it 
So my best mood this week was proud. I finally saw my new apartment and I know it's crazy. I signed a lease without ever physically seeing the apartment, but hey, virtual reality is great these days, guys. And I had this like wave of emotion come over me. I started tearing up in the apartment and you know when a wave of emotion actually comes over you to the point where you're thinking, what is happening right now? I'm like, there's tears coming in my eyes. So I had this wave of emotion come over me And I just realized that the past couple years have been absolutely fucking batshit. And I've gone through so much. I got really proud of myself because I got through all that stuff. And then I also was really proud that I finally settled on Chicago because there was all that back and forth we've talked about. And I think that this space doesn't represent me. Like this physical space doesn't represent me. And it doesn't work for my lifestyle. And so my apartment. And so I think that getting this newer apartment really, really solidified me choosing Chicago. But then also I think there's a lot of stuff like offline that I've dealt with between relationship drama, financial drama, a lot of stuff like that to the point where I was literally at one point even just so unhappy and confused that I almost wanted to quit YouTube. I wanted to quit podcast. I wanted to quit everything at a certain point. And like obviously it was incredibly heightened and dramatic, but picking and seeing that apartment was like A... I can afford this. I've been working really hard. I got over that. And I'm investing more into my career because now I'm going to have a place to film this podcast and shoot content. And so it was just an accumulation of like all these things. And I even made that TikTok or that in Instagram reel that made me like really emotional because it was like kind of visually seeing all of it put together with like a cool song. I was just very overwhelmed with gratitude, but also proud of myself because these things didn't happen just because I got lucky. Like I worked really, really hard to get to the place I'm at and being able to acknowledge that and then be like emotional about it. Although it, I just had an emotional, Hey, there's a new moon, man. I, I know. Just, I, have this I can emotional. feel our energy this podcast. We're like so like it's crazy. I don't even know. Like maybe kind of we like should get over the place. Maybe we should get into astrology. Yeah, our moods are like roller coastering right now. But I love the word proud. It's actually one of my favorite words. Make yourself even the proud. word when I say proud out loud, I feel proud. Yeah, you know? like because you're acknowledging yourself. Yeah. Because you, if you can say I'm proud of myself, even just for I'm proud of myself for making the bed in the morning. You being proud of yourself is the most powerful thing to say to yourself because it's just so all-encompassing of self-love right? and, and recognition. I know. And I think when you finally saw like your hard work paying off like in a physical, physical. form, you Because it didn't like, feel real. Yeah. I, especially all your, like, you had no stability for so long with moving. And yeah. You didn't know what you wanted to, like, be, where you wanted to be, like, location-wise. And finally just being like, oh, my God, I'm going to settle in. And finally realizing that... my space. And, I, like, I got here. And realizing that I'm not doing it alone. Yeah. I have you next door to me I have all of my friends my family I'm not doing any of this alone which is crazy because I did everything alone for eight years like yes we were together and like Hudson was there and stuff like that but yeah Yeah. LA was really lonely so I thought wow not only am I like accomplishing things but I'm doing it with the most incredible support system ever so just so much gratitude I feel like you're finally creating the life that you like really really have always wanted I chose I almost wrote uh best mood grateful but I decided to switch it to proud because it's like yes I am so grateful but I'm just really even proud of myself that I am grateful for all these things because I sought them out too and being like proud that you're honest with yourself being like I need to move to Chicago I want to upgrade my apartment so I feel comfortable at home like all these things there's been lots of big uh, steps. But yeah, anyway, it. enough about me. What was your best mood? Um, my best mood was, it's kind of going off yours actually from fun last week. I'm mm. excited this week. Ooh. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm obsessive and excited. That's yeah, a dangerous we're... combo. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but I'm really excited because I feel like last week I was going through like so much just like unwanted anxiety of unknowns and future and just being like so scared of everything that like now that I'm like thinking about it and talking through you through it with you last week, I was like, you know what? You're right. Like I'm excited to just like embrace everything. Yeah. Like embrace the unknown and be like, wait, there's so many fun things that are coming up. Like, just, like, work-wise, but also just, like, Halloween and yeah. holidays. And just, like, I always love, like, a new year. Mm. So I always set, like, new goals. And it just feels like a fresh slate, you know? Yeah. So I'm just, like, excited for the future now. And, like, embracing that, like, you know what? Everything's going to work out the way it should. No more controlling. And just, like, kind of actually, like, being, like, not in control. And letting it just, like, go the way it should in life. Surrender. Um, yeah, I'm surrendering. And it's actually, like, there's excitement in surrendering. I like what, that. Yeah. There's excitement in surrendering. Yeah. I like that a lot. Because a lot of people, I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast, and you've probably heard people talk about it, but people, a lot of people think surrendering is giving up, but it's actually giving over, and you're allowing things to come in. Right. And I think you said, like, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Yeah. So I'm just, like, embracing that, where, like, whatever happens is, like, supposed to be, yeah. you know? So I'm just, like, embracing that. Embracing all the excitement that comes with the roller coaster of, like, who knows what's next. And I really like it. We should share that TikTok on the Mood Instagram, the one that I sent you. Yeah. It's really good. It really is good. We're going to get into hashtag mood boosties. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag mood boosting. (laughs) Okay, my first mood booster was the purple pillow. Is that just, like, a pillow that's purple? I literally, (laughs) and I know I'm not supposed to say that, but I literally, as I wrote it, thought, I'm not going to put any explanation (laughs) Because she's going to think it's a purple pillow. <laughs> I actually know the brand, but I wanted to mess with you. <laughs> Go ahead. And why is it purple pillow? Have you ever... Because if it was a pillow that's purple, you'd put a purple pillow. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had any... Pro- you have tested a product from purple. Remember my guest bed in LA that yeah. we literally talked about? It's that so talk- comfortable. Okay. So they make a pillow and I've been having a lot of sleep issues. Waking up just with such a sore neck and just not being comfortable in the bed, which everyone knows because Chloe describes it as a rock. <laughs> and I knew that uh, my friend Claudia, obviously you probably know who she is, girl with no job. She raves about this fucking pillow. And so I texted her the other week and I said, which purple pillow do you have? Of course, it's the most motherfucking expensive one. I ordered one because okay. it was so expensive just to test it, it does out. Does it feel like Tempur-Pedic though? Not at all, but okay. it has like their, this sounds like an ad, but it's not. We don't even have ads yet. It They have this whole like gel flex purple technology thing. Yeah. So at first like you get it and it's kind of weird because you can almost feel that it's in there, but I think it's because I don't have the pillowcase on it too. Okay. But when you lay on it, it is, first of all, I sleep completely, really? I don't wake up with anything bad in my neck, shoulders, like anything. And that's on still my rock hard mattress. And I also ordered a purple mattress that gets here tomorrow. I'm so excited. And they're not, they're not doing any sponsorships right now. So I pay the full price. It was a hard pill to swallow spending well, this much I money. Went, I went to a mattress store to get a mattress and they were like trying to sell the purple. And the technology is like kind of crazy. I mean, Did you like look into it? It like it moves is, with your body. It's just so cool. Like you almost feel like you're floating. Yeah. But also on a pillow at the same time it is just at, I cannot I bought another one because I'm the guy that I'm dating we we're in the queen bed on the king pillow we both slept on each side of it he was so mad that I only got one wow I'm about to try out your pillow it, oh is yeah it better now? it's in my bed okay. you're gonna have to get uh, you're gonna uh, get some of it good I, sleep is just a mood booster yeah exactly mood booster good sleep because purple pillow it's worth <laughs> it it's worth every penny I can't lie so my mood boosties this week were more like not specific things because you inspired me from some of yours over the weeks. Ooh. So my first one is creating things just for fun because I feel like when people think of like creating things, it's like for work or money or like side hustles. 
And I've been realizing, like, I have such a good, like, mood booster when I just, like, make something for fun and, like, get inspired. I love that. Whether it's, like, writing a short story or, like, I've been into graphic design lately, so I've been making, like, fake, random, like, magazine layouts and stuff. And it's just, like, completely fun. I really like that a lot. Yeah. It, like, really boosts your mood. I think it's so easy to translate anything you love into a career. Exactly. And so even if you do it on the side, you think of it as a side hustle. Yeah. But it's, like... You don't have to hustle. You can just enjoy. No, exactly. And I didn't want to say side hustle because you're right. It's like, I just, it's just a, a passion project. So I just, I'm creating things for fun right now and saving them. And it's like, actually, you get better at it too while you're doing it. And it's probably inspiring you to bring certain stuff into your work and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Un- Even if it's like film photography or anything that you're interested in, like just go out and do it for fun and I trust me. I feel like people, even when they start taking photos, they're like, I need to start a second photography account. 100%. You know? Oh, you have a second photography account? No, but, like, I don't, like, use it that much anymore because I feel like if someone's like, oh, I should go do photography, they're like, oh, but should I try to do it for a brand? Right. Get, like, my friend to, like, be the model and get paid for it. It's like, no. Like, how about you just go out in the city and shoot photos? Like, maybe they don't go anywhere. It's just for fun. They don't have to go anywhere. So, do things just for fun and for nothing else, everyone. This actually kind of goes into my third mood booster a little bit and it's rethinking my boundaries for work because I think what I was going to say to you of that is we're so inclined to share it and so it's basically, you know, and I think that's great. I think it's so great that we share everything and that social media is such a great way to share but I think my first thought is I've been doing this for so long that I'm constantly, oh, I should put this on the podcast. Oh, I should put this on Instagram oh, I just found this thing. I like it. I'm sharing it. And so I think my mood booster is rethinking my boundaries with work because I want to make sure I do have some things for me or at least have enough time with them before I just share it. Because a lot of times I'll just get a product and I'm so excited. I'm like, I do something once. I'm like, I fucking love it. And then like maybe I stop or maybe I shared it so it almost feels like complete. And so just kind of having this little boundary of taking space just for myself, whether it's self-care and not sharing it or doing a face mask and not posting it. Just even like those little things I'm so inclined to post and also just kind of rethinking my work boundaries of do not disturb and having kind of this out of office hours because in social media, it's so easy to be working 24 seven. So even not that this was my intent at all, but I just knew it was late and I texted you two nights ago saying, okay, we'll touch base about this like in the morning. Yeah. It's not that I was basically saying, hey, don't text me the rest of the night. It was just like, okay, we'll talk about the podcast in the morning because I knew it was just late for both of us and we just didn't want to deal with right. it. So that was a more natural version, but I'm kind of rethinking the boundaries of if someone emails me after 6 p.m., if someone texts me after 6 p.m., um, really just having that like work stops at this time. I love that. Especially because you don't have a nine to five. So you could be working like 24 hours, a which day. I do a lot. I mean, I was your own mental health. I feel like you need to set up that like time system. I was texting life. my entire team, my two agents and assistant at yeah. 1245 in the morning on Sunday. That's crazy. It like, what am I doing? I remember that happened to me and my mom giving good advice where it's like, if you respond, you're giving people mm. that message that like, yes, I will respond at this 100%. time. So once you stop, it's like the boundaries up, like, Hey, I'm not responding this time. So yeah, might, like don't message me. That's why I do love the do not disturb thing yeah. with the new update because it tells the person that you're on do not disturb. Yeah. So it's almost, I know I got that the other day and I was like, yeah, low, but man, do not disturb. <laughs> well, it's nice because a, I don't get the urge cause I don't see anything incoming. Yeah. And also I don't get that like anxiety of, I have to look at my 
my phone. And so it's kind of helping me set the boundary of showing other people I'm on do not disturb or just for me yeah. being able to like not look at my phone. I know. I need to do that more. Boundaries for beginners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do not disturb. I need to do that. My second one, which I'm so excited about because I never believe in hot girl summer. It's hot girl winter, everyone. What the fuck is hot girl winter? I honestly feel my hottest self in the winter. Interesting. And what? I'm getting into it right now. That's why I put it down because, okay, hot girl winter is like hot girl summer where you want to like you know, feel your best self. Okay. And you feel hot. You're right. being social. Your, oh. your bod is like where you want it. You feel great. But that's me in the winter. Okay. And I'll explain why. I was going to say. Please <laughs> well, make okay, it Okay, so sense. I'm like social girl summer. That's how I feel it. Because in the summer, you're always going out. I'm like always drinking. I'm always eating. I'm always being social. And I actually am like less healthy in the summer. 100%. Because I'm like bloated from it. And like it's all catching up to me. Where in winter, I can take time to like stop and just restart and like really get into like health again so I've been cooking a lot mm-hmm. I'm going crazy on like health fitness plans and I, honestly like I feel like so much like cleaner and better and it's always in the winter like after yeah. summer I'm like okay that was fun time to like focus on myself and like recover now so that's what I'm saying hot girl winter everyone I'm always feeling like my best self to my guy friend we were saying well it's not that we drink so much less in the sense of like we don't drink on the weekends and stuff but what we realize is even throughout the week and on the weekends, it's so nice out that you're like, oh, well, of course, let's go get a drink 100%. across the street at 2 p.m. It's yeah. gorgeous out. Like, fuck work. I know. Because we all work remote. So it's like you don't have as much opportunity to almost like day drink and just be outside and get getting a cocktail and stuff. And you're not going out to lunch and sitting on the patio and eating like a cheeseburger just for fun because you're with your friends. You're freezing cold inside. Yeah. And all you have to do is... I get in like focus mode. Yeah. Because you want to like read books and like, I don't know, I always want to like do fun things like I like take classes online and then I'm like oh I gotta go to the gym and like do yeah. a really good work I, I get really focused in the winter but it's nice because it's Cause, like we all hibernate we, so it's like yeah. alright time to get the body going and it's nice because then by the time summer comes around you're like get me the fuck outside we will deserve it in and a few months and fun because the holidays are there I'm feeling hot in like nice winter clothes I cannot love coats I cannot wait until we're podcasting and we're on the fourth month of blizzards and we're fucking miserable I know I haven't had that yet my last mood booster is knowing that there is loving awareness versus shameful awareness and of course I would love to say I read this in a book but I saw it on TikTok and I noticed while I was rethinking my work boundaries and especially because of the podcast you know we have a best and worst mood and I think that also comes from I'm really self-aware so I like to label things And part of me was thinking, okay, I need to stop labeling all my emotions and actually just feel them and live with them as like a first step. But then I also realized that you can be self-aware in a loving way and you can be self-aware in a shameful way. So you can say, oh, I'm feeling really sad and you can be lovingly towards yourself in that realization and awareness, or you can shame yourself for being sad and be like, this is bad just make it worse too right. and so i will post that tiktok as well luckily okay. I have, oh i like that so i feel like some people think being aware is good no matter what yeah but there's like negative awareness yeah and i've awareness. actually i've noticed it um i actually it's weird that it hit me differently because i have said on the podcast before that you have to be compassionately self-aware but i think that i didn't think about it when I was just labeling my feelings because I'm someone who like you know I have so much shit I'm mentally ill so I'm constantly trying to be like how do I feel what do I need 
am I having anxiety? Am I having stress? Am I sad? Am I cranky? And just always trying to figure it out for myself so I can label it. And I don't think that's necessarily bad to notice your feelings and like name them. What I realized is I'm doing it very shamefully lately. So that for me helped me at least realize that there's a difference and that I can be self-aware because I'm not going to probably stop being self-aware because I'm just that person, but I can do it in a more loving way because I'm clearly doing it in a very shameful way most of the time. Hmm, that's actually good to know. Now I'm like going to be aware of which I know, awareness. I know, right? <laughs> it's like too much. Like honestly, I, so I definitely need to like first like work on just not overthinking overthink, it. Like yeah. not trying to label everything so badly because my, my friend asked me, do you ever just like not label it and just deal with it and like ride through it? And I was like, no, because I'm just so aware. I'm like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm like. I'm just so aware of everything. I feel like you just got to like actually just stop thinking and just do. I would love to stop thinking. I feel like your mind just going tick, 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 tick. See, I don't, I don't relate to the second part because you said stop thinking and just do. I want to stop thinking and stop doing anything. Now that's the Lauren I know. <laughs> Especially because I walked in and you were wearing a dress and heels and I was like, this isn't Lauren. And then like five seconds later. I was filming a TikTok. My first branded TikTok. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm making okay. it. Okay, my last mood boosty. Um, I actually wrote this down right now because it just happened this morning. What'd you do? And it was, okay, this is going to sound so cheesy, but it, it's self-affirmations and I was doing the Peloton and I was, I was swearing at it because I was like, oh, this sucks. And the trainer was like, do you know what helps me is saying, like, my name is blah, 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 and, like, I can do this. Like, saying, like, Mm. I'm Chloe Parr. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's so cheesy. But in my head, I was going, I'm Chloe Parr, I'm Chloe Parr. And I was, like, starting to pedal faster and faster. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking Chloe Parr. (laughs) Like, it worked. Really? Yeah, just saying that over and over. And then I started, like, saying other things. Like, I'm Chloe Parr, and I'm blank. Yeah. And just, like, those self-affirmations for yourself, where, like, you, like, hype yourself up. That's also really, I think an extra layer of such a fucking great tip of when you're working out because it's yeah. so mental I that know. it's so easy to focus on how fucking horrible it feels in the moment yes. that even just and I feel like it's almost probably even more of a it makes the affirmation so much more powerful because you're also physically doing something and releasing all these endorphins so it's probably like an affirmation on crack oh 100 percent. you know and weirdly enough like saying your actual name because you know you could yeah. say like I am loving I am confident like right if you ever feel down, I recommend it because putting, like, a name to it actually, like, changed everything where I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I am Chloe Parr. Like, Chloe Parr is blank. Chloe, yeah. Like, Lauren Elizabeth is blank. I don't know. Just putting a name to it, like, made it even more, like, hype. Like, let's go. I yeah. like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm going to actually do that when I'm working out. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's jump into today's current mood combo all about being confused in comparison. We're going to break it down to you by kind of just letting you know what the actual types of comparison are, obviously what we struggle with, and then we put a question sticker out and we're going to break down kind of all the things that you guys need advice on and how we approach them. I did want to start off with, like I said, defining comparison. And I think that for me, I took one part out because I think it's like a small interesting little tidbit but there is this overarching theory called social comparison and it started back in 1954 we will post a lot of this on our Instagram as well social comparison theory suggests that people value their own personal and social worth by assessing how they compare to others so Leon Festinger back in 1954 believed that we engage in this comparison process as a way of establishing a benchmark by which we can make accurate evaluations of ourselves. And when you think about that, you realize that it is natural because you need a benchmark. You need 
proof. You need another example. You need to know what to compare it to sometimes. And if you take yourself out of it, it's almost like, well, I need to compare this orange to this orange because this one's ripe. I I know that this is a ripe orange. Does this one look like it's ripe too? So obviously that is a very generous example because fruit is delicious. And a lot of times comparison is not delicious. See what I did there? (laughs) Yep, she's doing words today. There's an upward and a downward comparison. So upward comparison is comparing yourself to people who are better off. And this could be obviously good for motivation, but it can also be detrimental because you're thinking you're not good enough. Whereas downward comparison is you're comparing yourself to people who are worse off. This could be similarly bad because you're scolding people and you're not being very nice. Or it could be good because you're able to find gratitude in what you do have in your own life. What I like to break out of that because I think a lot of it is very comparative in people and careers and relationships and bodies is I like breaking down the comparing of feelings. And obviously this is kind of in the upward and the downward, but it's kind of that thought process of it could be worse. I don't have it as bad as X, so I shouldn't be sad. And those are just two kind of comparisons of when you're thinking of trauma and suffering and why I like to touch on that is because it can really make you lack compassion and empathy to yourself and others and since this is the mood pod I just figured it was a good extra note to remember that everyone feels their moods and is affected by them differently and I said this to Chloe before the podcast and I've said it a million times on the podcast is just because I'm drowning in 100 feet of water and Chloe's drowning in 10 feet of water doesn't mean we're not both drowning and I'm gonna get really metaphor right now but almost as if we both got pushed by the same person into the body of water I just drowned more and I think that that is when you think of trauma and I could even say it when I relate to me and my brother we both experienced the exact same divorce and it affected us completely differently we process it completely differently and so when you take that and you think about it with someone else I think that's why it's so just detrimental to compare trauma in a sense because then it's like you lack compassion if I'm like well I got over the divorce so quick like why are you taking so long it's like not that big of a deal that's where the kind of lack of compassion comes or it's well I'm taking longer to get over the divorce than Hudson so I must be a fucking idiot and I need to get over it faster because I should be over it by now he already is and so I like kind of using that like trauma and feelings because I think it's very different than obviously a lot of what people even wrote into us about. I think when you think of comparison with the examples that I just said, you don't even think of it as comparison. You just think of it as how you process your emotions. Right. Because you just, do it so naturally every yeah. single day. And like I wrote this down and you showed me a good article, but it says people compare themselves to those who are better when they want inspiration to improve, which is mm-hmm. upward. And then they compare themselves to those who are worse when they want to feel better about them themselves so that's downward right so I think that's really interesting because I always thought it was always upward where you're like trying to you're comparing yourself to people that you think are better than you because you're kind of jealous and insecure right but it can come from other emotions where you actually just feel down so you're going downward right and it's like a a coping mechanism for being like oh but I'm fine like but it's also like when you compare to people upwards you can either use it for motivation or you can use it to make it you feel like shit about yourself yeah it's the way you do it and you just explain there's a negative side and a positive side for both exactly there is a negative and a positive side to upward and there's a negative and positive side to downward the different 
different moods of like both sides mm. upward and downward do you want to like get into that a little bit because i feel like it's more recognizable when you identify the mood with it and then you could be like oh this is actually right i could get something good out of this or oh no wait i'm like toxically thinking about 100 percent. so the two moods of upward comparison are jealousy which is bad and then motivation which is good and you could also throw in there hope inspiration dissatisfaction envy there's a bunch and then the two main ones of downward comparison are scorning and gratitude so scorn is basically the one on the sheet is actually pretty good yeah. which is they're just lazy they deserve it yeah they're like, a fuck up i'm not surprised like that that's happening to them you worked with is like oh they had a bad attitude so they deserve to get fired or right something like, something like that yeah i think that's a good example um again you're I, we had a talk offline about this which is like hard to understand sometimes because when you say like oh i'm fine though because like that person is so much worse it does sound like it's like oh you're putting people down and like trying to make yourself feel better but i feel like there's like an actual positive way of like describing it because yeah you know the reason why it's scorn versus gratitude is because scorn is you know, you're being mean, right? right? You're really looking down at someone. And when you're grateful for what you have, because you're looking at someone who has it worse, you're not doing it in a mean way. And I think if you take like a personal relation out, out of it and you just look at, you're comparing your life to someone else and you're like, wow, they're going through so much and I'm so compassionate towards them. It does make me want to remember why I'm so lucky but you're not like being like oh I'm so much better than them right you're just looking down at someone like wow they're going through a fucking lot I should really be more grateful for what I have and I think I like what you said the the word down sounds just negative it sounds like condescending but it's not it's just the way that they differentiate between upward and downward it's almost like um yeah in the social comparison theory it's almost how we said it's a benchmark right and it's just that Quite literally, they have a lower grade than you. And like that is just factually right. happening. But yeah. I'm using it to not scorn them or talk shit about them. I'm using it to just be grateful for what I do have. Yeah. Does that make sense? And it, like I always look at it visually like, wow, you're looking down on someone. It's like so condescending. But exactly what you just said. It doesn't have to be like you're looking down on someone. It's no. just that It's just factual. Yeah. It's just factual that like technically at the benchmark, that's happening. Right. So we'll post all that on Instagram too because it's – a lot easier to understand visually but we did just want to mention it because I think if you're people like us it's really nice to just learn more of course said uh, I don't want to like label things anymore but I do find it to be very very helpful when I learn logically about something that has to do with mental health and moods because it makes me feel less alone it makes me feel less crazy before we get more into like our personal stories with comparing ourselves mm-hmm. i kind of wanted you to like us to both say some of our favorite quotes on comparison yes i like this part because it just has a little inspo mood board before we get into it for sure the first one i randomly found today i've actually never heard before but i liked it it says if you compare yourself with others you may become vain or bitter for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. And it's like a poem book or something. I really like that. But I like that because it's, you know, there will always be greater and lesser persons than yourself. And so it kind of makes you feel better about the downward Yeah, thing too, it's like focus it's on like your own yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. There's always going to be someone better. There's always going to be someone worse. So don't compare at all. And even though we showed you that there's, you know, positive effects that you can take from comparing, sometimes it is nice to remind yourself that there's always going to be something and then everyone knows this one it's become really really popular no one really gives credit where credit's due though it is actually from theodore roosevelt oh the nice. president tr is TR. what you wrote down yeah my god you know TR. i'm not gonna lie that's not the first thing that came to mind tr but everyone literally writes this on instagram all the time and no one's giving theodore any credit <sighs> theodore and it's 
you're going to be shocked because you're not going to know it was Theodore. I'm telling you right now, I'm talking straight into the mic. I'm looking into the mic right now. It is comparison is the thief of joy. I really like that. That's what you first said about this episode. Mm-hmm. That was the line. And I really feel like it is. Like once you compare yourself, you're not living in the moment and you're just making yourself miserable. Yeah. Because you're not enjoying like the things you have and yeah. the things you're good at. Our last quote. So if you don't listen to Jay Shetty, you definitely should because he is the king of all yeah. mood podcasts. But, oh well first of all fucking take we're that the back queens. we're the queens okay yeah Fine. fair good good job but anyways in his comparison episode i wrote down a quote because i really liked it and he said you're comparing your behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel mm. and it's you're going to keep doing that until you start focusing on your behind the scenes and you start building who you are which i really liked because the more we like compare our behind the scenes and day-to-day to people's highlight reels like on social media or like what we see is like the best we get you know because we don't get to see like behind the scenes right then we don't get to focus on ourselves and what we're building so it's all like based on your own reality like you could compare yourself to someone and think they're so perfect but that's all you get to see are you about to say create your own reality again no it's my <laughs> your tattoo yes it's like my saying in life no i get it 100 percent. but I-, I think you said it too it's like social media is like a whole highlight reel so yeah. the more you focus on it you can't really like build who you are in your own authentic way and I, think, I really like that quote I think it also goes into not only our personal story but I think that it's easy to think of social media as the only highlight reel but I think we all forget that a lot of people in our lives only share what they want to share and that like it's almost when you think of someone's relationship you don't know what goes on behind closed doors but also that kind of says it's to what you're saying you don't know what goes on behind the scenes and that could just be in someone's head right that could just be their inner monologues that could be the way they talk to their mom maybe they don't talk to you about the relationship with their mom like you just never know everything about someone even in real life not just social media exactly yeah, I feel like whenever you get, like, jealous of someone, you have no idea what they're going through. Because they yeah. could be jealous of you or comparing yeah. themselves to you. I don't know. I oh, wait. You quote. know what it reminds me of when you just said that? The other, like, classic saying of, fuck, what is it? When you're, like, looking at someone being like, oh, my God, she's so pretty. I wish I looked like her. It's like someone is looking at you thinking, this, oh, my God, she's so pretty. Yeah. I wish I looked like her. Yeah. Which should be a confidence booster. No, really. Because that always happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or even something about your personality, too. Yeah. Like, I remember I used to hate how loud and obnoxious I could be sometimes and after I kind of started taking my power back in that some of my friends were like we saw you kind of dim your light but to try to like be someone you aren't and like that's like everyone's favorite thing about you and I was like what yeah and then you're like wow I need to stop yeah I think everyone's kind of different in what they're confused in comparison about what they just compare in general on a broad just kind of almost not like relatability but just kind of like from our personal experience the things that we struggle with comparison in I'll just kind of run through mine really quickly I've obviously definitely compared myself to girls looks wise I think living in LA especially not to like blame my you know insecurities and comparison on city but you know it's a place where everyone's literally stunning and I think also because of just the industry there everyone's a lot thinner because you know it's a lot of modeling and acting and I think for a really long time as well especially when you're pioneering it social media industry career was really tough because I always thought it was never enough I had to keep going I had to do what these people were doing I think I've gotten really really good at that I've definitely gotten over that because I think I'm just very work smarter not harder and I'm just very confident in business now something I'm not so confident and confused about as well but getting better at is kind of timeline of age because a lot of my friends have gotten married recently. Uh, I know, you know, there's some engagements coming up. Some engagements just happened. There's weddings coming up. I know that there's going to be babies in the near future. I think also just approaching 30, you think, oh my gosh, all my eggs are going to freeze up. 
if I don't actually freeze them at the doctor. There's obviously so many more we compare ourselves on a daily basis. I think the last one for me would be mental health because I'm constantly, you know, it's interesting. I definitely do an upward and a downward because sometimes I do like the full spectrum of it. But I think the main thing is, is I always felt that I had to pretend to be okay because I didn't want to be labeled by my mental illness and I had to kind of you know water it down for people a lot of my friends didn't ever really understand how bad it was also I kind of do the diminishing part which is very not self-compassionate which is I think oh okay but like it could be so much worse like you have nothing to be anxious about you have nothing to be like it's so stupid you're dumb and but I'm also doing the comparing in a sense of I play victim as well yeah so I'll look at my friends and I'll be like why is my life so fucked up and I'm so anxious and I'm so depressed all the time and nothing ever works out for me and it's like do these people wake up and have any anxiety because in my mind I don't understand what it's like to live without anxiety so I think a lot of times even in relationships I've been very confused how someone doesn't struggle with anything that I struggle with and so I think it's been very hard for me to relate in relationships something where I compare myself to my partner I compare myself to my friends based on my mental illness and it kind of fluctuates between all of the types that we've mentioned in comparison because it really just depends on what my mood is, where I'm at, who, I, who I'm comparing to. But it's definitely a lot of comparison. Do you ever think you compare like you to yourself, like prior selves? It's interesting. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but I think that I've gotten so much better yeah. at dealing and coping and just the tools that I have. So I think a lot of times it's um, the comparison of, wow, look at how far you've come, which is great. But I definitely think that sometimes I compare myself to maybe a month ago or a day ago and I think wow look at you like you were so you were such a better version of yourself three days ago and look at you now like you can't stick to anything you can't you know you've meditated twice and now you already fucking quit just that kind of stuff so I think that's more shorter term and then broad picture but and it's more often it's shorter term and more often and then when I really think about it I think, wow, like, high school Lauren would be so proud right now. Right. And before we get into mine, I have one more, because you have such a social media job. Um, do you oh. still compare yourself, like, on social media? Oh, I don't even or? know why I didn't write that down. Okay. Because... Because you didn't, so I was like, oh, that's amazing. Well, like, I know, you're as so I... in that world, I feel like it's natural. Yeah, as I was typing them, I was just like, do do do, and then Maybe as I was... almost too obvious. <laughs> as I was saying out loud, as I was saying them out loud, I that's why I said, oh, and you know, there's so many more, because yeah. I think I just couldn't think of them, because like we said, it's so natural. I still struggle with like the pretty stuff and the body image stuff but what I've helped myself deal with that is really just focusing on how happy I am it doesn't bother me as much anymore because I know how much better my life is when I don't care as much about my body but I think that it does come up but I think when you've lived in this industry and especially in LA for so long I just know how much of it is fake because I know so many people in real life so it's nice because I've kind of almost so much in the world that I understand how fake it is so now and it's how, like you don't have to compare yourself as yeah. much because you know it's like a facade exactly it's yeah. like I have the inside scoop so I you know kind of can see through a lot of it but you know there's obviously that little bit of jealousy I would say yeah. I mean I'm curious to like what you feel about social media comparison I know because I even have like another different side where I'm like I work in it but right. in a way that I'm not like the face of it right so it's a little you, different it's like your physical appearance and like what you put out there in the world is part of it you know but for me it's 
not as much. Yeah, but it's... So not, like, front-facing. It. I think it's, like, you don't put yourself as much online, yeah. but you do work with influencers and you work yeah, within social media. Yeah, that's what I'm getting media. at. So, like, I still know the inside scoop of it. And you like, have to see them in real life. I mean, yeah, how are you, exactly. How are you not on set with Elsa Hosk and not being like, oh, my God, this oh, is the most beautiful person 100%. on the planet? percent Yeah. I would kill myself if I was you. I know, because everywhere, every shoot we go to or, like, trip, it's, like, the most beautiful people in the world all together in, like, the best clothes. So, yeah. obviously, it causes like comparison naturally but then like you said it's like you see the behind the scenes of it Mm. and you know how like hard it is to be on those trips and like how exhausting it is and how not as glamorous it is right they compare themselves to other people too like you know the inside of it that it's like oh okay we're all the same there's no one that's like perfect i won't say names but this person i was on a revolve trip with her and she was literally the nicest human and i remember seeing her taking pictures for so long you were on this trip but you weren't working i know you're talking about and (laughs) I remember seeing her take pictures for so goddamn long and we went and we did something. We got it done really quick because we didn't give a fuck. Yeah. You took and pictures in like five minutes. I took pictures. Like, All right, let's get well, because you guys, everyone knows I fucking hate taking yeah. pictures. And like, that's why I couldn't go on those trips anymore because I was like, I literally, yeah. I hate this shit. But I saw this literal stunning person and by the time we got back, still taking pictures, still unsatisfied. And I thought to myself, you literally could rub shit on your face and still be like and perfect, more gorgeous than me. Proves, and like perfect. she obviously doesn't think she got the picture exactly. So it's just so, so crazy because yeah. it's like it's your own experience. And I remember seeing that, and I just thought, wow, you are Actually, literally perfect. You're right. Because working like behind the camera and like taking the photos or videos, yeah, they'll look at them and be like, no, no, no. And, it's and like, I look what? at them and I'm like, if I looked like that, easy yes, like right. I don't even need approval. So everyone has their own insecurities that yeah. they worry about, and that's like even if you're not working in social media and you're just using it as like an out. I don't know. In your yeah. day-to-day life, it's good to know that. What about the other ones that you wrote down? For me, I would say, again, like, it's not bashing on L.A. It's just the truth because L.A. is such a, like, physically conscious city because mm. Hollywood and, like, a lot of people's jobs are their face and their bodies. It's just the truth. So right. everyone, like, strives to look perfect because sometimes that's how they get their jobs mm-hmm. as, like, actresses or actors or models or blah, blah, blah. So I think when I first moved to L.A., the biggest one was, like, physical and I would say it's more body related. Uh, yeah, that's like, how I, I felt too. Yeah, like I had a lot of body dysmorphia. I also like played soccer my whole life. So when I moved to LA, I did have more of like an athletic build. And then I got to LA and I was like, oh my God, I feel like overweight here. Having oh, yeah. like a lot of muscle and like being a little curvier and like stronger. So I feel like that's always been like my main is like body. And I think my other main one is like career. Um, or like not even career, but like success like whatever Mm. that means you know so when I first moved to LA it was like I was just a student but then like especially like hanging out with you and you hang out like the Claudia and like the YouTube squad like you guys were doing like such big things and you were only like what like 18 (laughs) so it's like hard to be like in that city knowing all these people have these like huge careers and early like these TikTokers now are like yeah I know um so that was definitely like I didn't know what I wanted to do in Chicago or, uh, college yet, so I was comparing myself to, like, other people's timelines where it's like, oh, my God, am I going to actually, like, find a dream job, or am I just going to be, like, clueless my whole life, or, like, am I actually going to make money, or am I always going to be, like, a freelancer being, like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing, but here I go. <laughs> I always think, and I think someone said this before on a podcast or something, or no, they've said it about an influencer or something, but the faster you rise, the faster you fall. Mm, yeah. And so I always I think of the like marathon, not the race. Yeah, so I always think of like, okay, they just blew up overnight, yeah, but like true. if you're not really fucking smart, you're just gonna be like, like, out. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that at least is something that I always 
think I'm like well let's see how smart this person yeah. is because they blew up overnight and you know how hard it is to like have longevity True. in this career that's what it is it's like I would compare myself to people that feel like they like had it all figured out like they had their dream job they're happy they had like financial stability and I was like damn like how do I get all of that and feel like good yeah but it takes so long and I so, still feel like that too like yeah always, but I think that this industry especially is like very yeah like even unique. in Chicago I'm like okay how do I have all of those things still it's like yeah I know a lot more now but at the same time it's like okay where do I go next now though like yeah. it's always comparing myself to like the next person up um and then the last one I feel like is like finance again like financial stability and like being able to afford things that are like I don't know. I love nice things. Yeah. <laughs> and like nice apartment. Time, yeah. So it's like, I always strive for to like, I don't know. My level of success is just having like stability and like the things that I enjoy, which happens to be nicer things. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have a nice apartment. I want to be able to travel whenever I want. So it's like to get those things it always falls back on money. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always compare like, okay, how do I make more? How do I achieve this? Like, how do I get a bigger salary? But yeah, and especially in LA, these like younger kids are making so much money. And like when I was in college, like all the people we hung out with are like having these huge houses. And, and the stuff. cost of living there is like yeah. way bigger. So, so it's I go like, over to like a 20 year old's house and then it's like a mansion. It's like, okay, whoa, like am I not doing something right? But yeah. you know, everyone has their own timeline and it comes with knowledge and wisdom and growth. And that's what, you know, I'm trying to stay grounded in. But yeah, that's like one of the things too, where it's like, comparing that because I want that comfort and like the yeah. things I like to do you know yeah I mean I feel like everyone wants that and I think it's really easy to like compare yourself to other people's salaries because of like your age yeah. and like your peer group yeah and I think like the older you get the more you realize how like independent you are <laughs> yeah because you always have been like after a certain time but like the older you get it's like whoa I'm adult and like if it's I scary. actually can't make rent like now what like, like if I let's say knock on wood if I got pregnant today, um, I, how the fuck do people pay for kids to go to college? How the fuck do people pay? Like, literally every parent deserves an award. It's terrifying because you get so independent and the moment you finally are like, okay, I, I can take care of myself. Boop, you're pregnant. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, now we have to do even more. Like, I it's terrifying. For, like, two of me, you know? Oh, my God. Because I always, I, everyone always says, how many kids do you want? And I say, at least two. And then as many as I can afford after that. <laughs> like, literally, fina- I'm, like, financial literally, planning my future. I just go, how many I can afford. So, now that you know our kind of background and what we honestly just need to make ourselves feel better about, too, we put on Instagram asking you guys all about comparison and Chloe being the incredible behind-the-scenes girly that she is. <laughs> Categories people ask about the most. Yeah. Like, in comparison. Tell us what everyone fucking hates about themselves. <laughs> Okay, so these are the categories that you guys submitted that you want help on comparing yourself in this kind of category. Not in any order, actually, but one yeah. of them was physical appearance, obviously. Yeah. That's probably one of, like, the top things that people compare themselves naturally. Yeah. Relationship comparisons. So, honestly, a lot of people submitted that how do you compare yourself to, like, your current partner's ex. That I found interesting. Which was really interesting. And then also just, like, nervous about comparing yourself to, like, people he, he or she could meet and, like, they could be better than you and then you might get left. Or, blah, blah, blah. Mm. or comparing a relationship to someone else's relationship and like their timeline and how they their dynamic and then career was one of them obviously that's a popular one whether it's timeline or the dream job or the glamour whatever it is and then self so like we talked about like comparing yourself to like former selves you know mm-hmm. like oh I was like my skinniest then or oh I was my most calm then or oh I was making so much money, more money then yeah. it's always just whatever we think is better even though it's not necessarily and then the last two are friends and family 
which I think are actually really, really interesting to get into too. So the question for physical appearance, how to stop comparing yourself physically to other women around you. I think we did give a lot of really good advice on this and shared a little bit of our personal experiences. I think the prettiest girl in the room thing, a lot of someone's looking at you thinking, I wish I had her nose. I wish I had her hair. I wish I had her outfit. I know you're almost like comparing yourself to a comparison. So I know it's not the best advice, but I think it's realizing that you have so many things about yourself that are so amazing physically that someone else, yes, might be jealous and might compare whatever, but just realizing you have those things. And then the other thing that I would say is remembering that you could be the most stunning person on the planet. And A, someone's not going to think you're stunning. There's never going to be like remember when they came out they're like Bella Hadid is the most scientifically beautiful woman in the world and it's like do you know how many fucking people don't fuck with Bella Hadid and she's obviously stunning but so many people are like ah it's not my type right and you could be beautiful to someone and not be their type you could be beautiful to someone and then be a fucking raging psycho bitch like there's so much more than being the prettiest girl in a room because the prettiest girl in a room might be literally someone who is has no self-awareness, doesn't work on themselves, you know, just is a like not like someone you don't want to be like and right. don't even want to hang out with. Imagine if you made your friends based on what you looked like, not about what their personalities and how you felt when you hang out with them were. That would suck. Like right. I I don't give a fuck what my friends look like. I love them for who they are. I think that's my main advice. That's the only thing I have to say is that looks are based on opinions and opinions are subjective. And, like, the fact that opinions are subjective, you have to realize that, like, not everyone's opinions are going to be, like, in favor of your look. So you might as well just, like, own all the things you love about yourself because someone out there is going to think you are the best. But there's no best in opinions and in looks because everything's subjective. The person that's in love with you, for instance, you are going to be the most perfect person for that person. And they're going to be so attracted to you. Do you really think that Kim Kardashian's not going to walk down the street or someone, whoever their celebrity crush is, and they're not going to be like, damn, that's an attractive person. They're going to say that, but they're still going to choose you. A hundred percent. Because it's not just about your looks, like you said. And there are so many things you know for sure. Like, you know, and obviously there's nuance to everything, but like, you know that your favorite color is this. You know that you like the taste of this. It's that confidence of knowing. There's no right or wrong right. with physical looks. You can't take a test and be like, oh, I got a hundred percent. Like, I'm a perfect looking. Well, apparently they did it for Bella Hadid. That's bullshit. <laughs> which is still yeah. bullshit. Which well, it proves your point though, because it is bullshit because so many people were like, what? Yeah focus on like what this definition of physical beauty like means to you like what does that mean to you and what's that gonna make you happy and is it having like really healthy hair and then focus on your hair and like buy products that make you happy focus how it makes you feel yeah when do you feel the most beautiful yeah when do you feel happy because of that because i think that for me i never cared and i think this ties into social media and celebrity I literally never cared that I didn't have an ass until Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians made it extremely popular and everyone wanted a butt. I have done so many goddamn squats in my life. I will never have a butt, but I've never cared before. Like you said, stop focusing on the definition of beauty because it's changing too. Yeah, Yeah, there's no like, I don't ever follow like beauty trends because of that because it's like you just said, whatever makes you feel your best self and like make you feel your most beautiful is where you should really focus on so I, I feel like if you're a little confused on what that is yet like recognizing what makes you the most unique what makes you the most proud about yourself so you can like start you know like building what makes you feel your most beautiful and that's when you'll stop comparing so you just kind of have to like 
get more comfortable with yourself in a way. Yeah, I think that it's also a good example too of how you and I will always have like different like nail colors or like yeah. nail trends and neither one of us ever question it. No. When I'm like, yeah, nice nails. You're not like, oh my God, are right. my nails ugly? Or even like our styles. It's well, like, yeah, it's like you never, styles, but it's like, we're not, so, one's not right or wrong. Exactly. We're so, so. confident in our own that like, yeah. you, like me saying like, hey, get those clonky boots out of here. You're not yeah. being like, oh my God, should I not wear clonky boots? You're like, fuck you, Lauren. And then when I'm like literally wearing white head to toe, I'm not like, Great. oh, I had to start wearing color because Chloe said so. I'm 100%. like, I'm like, fuck you, Chloe. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We both just, but also like we have a different relationship where we know no, that we're yeah, both confident. But you should think but, of that yeah. one's like the same thing with body types or hairstyles or yeah. whatever it is your insecurities are. Just know it makes you unique and then like embrace the things that you're most proud of. Yourself. There's different strokes for different folks. Trust me. I've never yeah. had a, I've never had a problem with uh, not having an ass. God, you're a freak. Okay, the next one is relationship comparisons. I found this one really interesting. How to stop comparing myself to his ex. And a lot of you guys said that. Another one even said, I'm comparing myself to my boyfriend's ex. Help. I haven't done that since a couple of relationships ago. Yeah. So I actually... Yay, snaps for low. No, but I, it was brutal, dude. But okay, this is my thing. I'm a person that's like, I would rather not know. Because the, when I can visualize them then it's natural for me to be like oh no like this is what he used to like and i'm not like that or like well i think you can easily do i think you could easily do upward or downward though too because you can either know and be like i'm so much cuter but i think either way i'd turn it negative (laughs) right 100 percent. so my experience was i knew who she was and i think it got made worse for a lot of reasons but i literally to a point one time where i started wearing my hair differently so I would always straighten my hair and tuck it behind my ears because that's how she was wearing her hair at the time. I remember one time I like curled it, did like my usual thing. And he said, oh my God, like I love your hair like that. Why do you wear it like that more often? And in my mind, I was like, oh, because I'm literally trying to be like your ex-girlfriend. Literally putting the definition of your worth in the hands of your partner and their ex-girlfriend. That they broke up with for a reason. Well, th- exactly. I mean, is that not like the best piece of advice too? It's like they broke up and they didn't work. She might be prettier than you in your eyes, but in his eyes, he wants to be, you make him happier. You, He is attracted to you. I know it's not enough sometimes to be like, oh, well, they broke up. But it's, first of all, he's literally choosing you. Like being in a relationship is waking up every day and choosing the same person. I think what I regret the most is taking up so much of my energy trying to be like my boyfriend's ex and not continuing to have him learn about me and love me even more for who I was because he fell in love with me because of who I was. Yeah. But then I started changing. It's almost like pitting women against other women at a certain point. I also like want to play devil's advocate because I know people will um, have this in the back of their mind because I used to and it's like all that is great advice and then you think like but what if they got dumped and they actually didn't want to end it how do you not compare yourself to the ex in that situation and like I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because it's like that is hard because it's like well he didn't actually want to end it so it's like Mm. how do you get past that when knowing that like they still like this person but the other person chose to end it you know what I mean I think the first thing that comes to mind would be that's a him problem in a sense of why does your partner want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with him and treats him like that or whatever happens, right? There's so much room to grow in love. It's all about the relationship you build together. So you can compare yourself to what this person looks like and the, the, the ex in general, but like, you don't know, like we said, behind closed doors Yeah. and your guys' behind closed doors is 
only like just the two of you. So I would focus on like figuring out your foundation of your relationship and the love in your relationship because no matter what you look like and no matter what your the who the ex is, your guys' relationship is going to be beautiful if possible for its own reasons. Everything happens for a reason. You guys are now together. So why do you not self-sabotage and focus on this ex and compare yourself and ruin your relationship when you could actually be making your relationship the best thing in the world? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like the more you dwell on his past, the less you like, or the more you like ruin the future. Yeah. Because he's going to keep, or she is going to keep being like, okay, can we stop like dwelling on the past? The past is the past. So like it's causing me not to like want to move forward. And it's almost like you're like turning into like a fucking psycho girlfriend when you could be like, the best version of yourself right it's you're literally putting all this energy into someone else and you could be putting all that energy into yourself which is going to make you the best partner possible and then let them be who they are and if they're really fixated on the ex why do you want to be with that person anyway right it's about you yeah and everything happens for a reason where it's like if they really do go back to that person then that's not the one for you yeah because what the fuck yeah because then they're shitty person and you don't want to be with a shitty person it goes back to like everything is is subjective and like everyone has their own taste and you'll get the right person trust the process and then what we'll say about kind of comparing relationship timelines my timeline anxiety has never changed because I've never changed my values and my morals and my background because you said this is a big one for you so I'm I'm actually because I've always been and I I pride myself on it I've always been a Midwest girly at heart but I think it was a lot easier to debunk some of that or not debunk but to diffuse to diffuse some of that when I lived in LA because it was a totally different timeline but then when I moved back to Chicago I thought oh my gosh okay now I really do have to get pregnant I really do have to get married all this stuff I'm just so glad that things didn't work out on my timeline because they would have been the wrong things and everyone's path and journey is just so different I would rather be happy later than meet the timeline goal and be miserable yeah and I think I'm so glad you said that because I really think everyone's timeline should be different because if I like met the one when I was like 25 even it wouldn't have worked out I wasn't ready yet you know So, and I I remember, because this one is, like, in a weird way, I never compared, like, marriage timelines or anything. Like, even, like, all my friends are, like, basically married. I I never was, like, comparing myself in that way. Yeah. I was more just, like, motivated to be, like, oh, I wish, I hope I meet my person one day. Yeah. But I wasn't, like, oh, I need to get married. If I got married in, like, 10 years, I'd still be, like, But that's a good upward comparison. I think relationship goes nicely into career and then friends, because... Someone said, how do I stop comparing myself? How to deal with career comparison? But then a lot of people are saying the same thing of how do I not compare my career to my friends? How do I not compare my relationship to my friends? So we'll touch on career really quickly because I think it's similar to a timeline thing. But and similar to everything. That's what I'm saying. It's like all of this kind of is rooted in the same thing. But I think that if you find yourself comparing yourself to other people's career, whether it's financially, whether it's what they do, I would say focus on if you really don't like your job and if you're really not making enough money and don't be afraid to change because, and I guess this could go to relationship too, but I just thought of it because of career. Like if you're seeing someone living their best life and they look like they love their career so much and you're almost jealous and you're comparing or they're making more money than you, just don't be afraid to switch it up just because you got a degree in something, just because you've been doing something for six years. Just don't be afraid to change course. Right. I think mine is like, again, going back to Jay Shetty because he has such good advice. <laughs> but he said like define what success means to you. Mm. 
And I think like you look at people and it's like, oh, they're traveling all like all over the world and wear nice clothes and have all these nice things. And it's like, yeah, but like, will that make you happy at the end of the day? Or mm-hmm. will like living with someone you love and being by your family and like being able to go out on the weekend, like what does that mean to you? Right. Kind of like trust your path because I think every job you get is going to like end up leading you to like your dream job. But that dream job doesn't have to be this like huge famous big thing i love that because i think defining what success means to you is so important yeah and i actually thought of it earlier today when i was prepping i think that that's a big thing that got me out of my career comparison yeah because i didn't care about being famous and i didn't care about or being the most famous and being the richest and so like I had no problem leaving LA because I knew I wasn't going to be able to be in the scene and be able to hang out with famous people, but I knew that that's not what I wanted. Yeah. And I knew that what my priority was, was being around people I love and yes. building a family of my own. Oh my God. That's exactly yeah. like what I realized too. Cause and that doesn't have to be your thing, No, no but no. you had to realize like how much we didn't give up, but how much we just left there. Yeah. Like, the specific, uh, a specific handful of things we left there. Because, yeah, like, sometimes, like, you, you've said this on the podcast. Like, you have to live certain places for certain jobs. Yeah. And we were just like, it's not worth it. No. You sent me a really good post about, like, the glamorization of jobs. And mm. I do think that's true. It's like a lot of jobs get glamorized. But, like, when you really work in it and see how it functions behind the scenes, like, every job is the same. Every job's a hot mess. Every company's a hot mess. Everyone's trying to, like, survive and figure it out. So that's just, like, the corporate world. So it's, like, focus on, like, success means, like, where you feel the most fulfilled in your career. Yeah. I think I feel a little bit differently about this because I know it's extremely easy to compare yourself to your friends. And this does tie us into family because I, I do think yeah, that... Yeah, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand if we want to talk what, about both. Well, so but. I was going to say, let's talk about both because I think that the thing that makes us not resent each other and hate each other of jealousy or anything over the years. Are you talking about you and me? You and me. It's because we're blood related. Because <laughs> we're blood related. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like, when you're with your friends, like you can literally build such a big resentment of right. comparison. You can come out of your life if you that want. That you could literally not be in that friendship right. anymore. So that's kind that's of like... That's a big difference. That's a big difference. Yeah. But I think when I hear the word friends, I think since the older I get and the more I've been through with all my friends and we're all so different and all this stuff that really is related to each thing. When I look at my friends, it's like, yeah, I have those small moments, but I think it's like there's one form of comparison because it's so natural, but then competition is where it gets toxic. And I would never compete with my friends right because that's how long we've been friends and how real of friends we are that at the end of the day, we're literally just happy for each other. And that's why I say in so many of the other existing parts of this podcast is just you can't lose empathy and compassion and understanding for other people. Literally one of the best tips too, instead of being jealous of someone, try hyping them up and being happy for them and knowing that it has nothing to do with you, but you can be happy for them. I don't want to be the friend that's jealous and not so fucking excited for them. You don't want people in your life who are not fucking hyping you up. Yeah. So don't be a person that's not hyping them up. Yeah, because then you won't receive it back. It's not real friendship. No. It's really not. And they say, like, to stop competing against people, like, collaborate with them is, like, the saying. Yeah. So whenever you find yourself competing, actually go the other and reach out to collaborate or work with them or hype them up or, like, whatever it is where you guys can, like, meet in the middle. Also, not comparing yourself to, like, other relationships in the group because naturally if you're in a group like some people will be stronger some won't like blah 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 but 
like a good example is like three of my best friends yeah uh just got married and like I wasn't a bridesmaid in any of them and I remember like my best best friend she texted me it was so nice but she was like I just want to explain why blah 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 and I was like insert name here but I was like you don't need to apologize like just because I consider you my first first bestest friend doesn't mean you need to do it back like it takes maturity to be like it doesn't have to be equal and the fact that I'm not a bridesmaid doesn't mean I like I'm not comparing myself to your bridesmaids like oh I wish I like you liked me as much as them that's not what it is you know do you know how strong that is and how incredible that is? Yeah. Because there are so many people that even write in to podcasts being like, my best friend didn't ask me to be a bridesmaid. What do I do? Yeah. And I just think that it's like, it shows so much self-confidence and self-worth to be like, it is okay to not have the exact same feelings as someone else. It is okay to be on a different timeline than someone else. It is okay that I did my own thing for a little while. 100%. Like, and it doesn't make you... It doesn't make you go back and be like, oh, well, maybe if I didn't move to L.A., I would have been her top friend. It's like I had to do this for me, and that was my journey. And we still care about each other so much. And even though I'm not a bridesmaid, that doesn't affect our friendship at all. It's like you can't compare yourself to, like, her relationship she's built with people she sees every single day, you know? And if if I was 22 and this happened, that would be different. But I'm so, like, grown in that now where, like, it took a lot of maturity to be like, we don't need to have the same, like, level of strength in our friendship. As long as, like, we have one and, like, this bond is, like, unbreakable, like, I'm going to be there in the crowd being like, woo, yeah, the bridesmaids look hot. Just to honestly, like, back up what you're saying and then we'll move on. Yeah. Is this is the girl that was literally at our grandpa's funeral with her parents. Like, she is such a good fucking friend and she loves you literally so much. She spent the whole day and she, drove from it, out of town. It literally... She's the only one that I just got chills. Day. It just got... I, I just got chills. Like... It does not define your guys' friendship at all. No. It's at like, all. And especially for me, it's like making me a bridesmaid isn't an action for being like, okay, I'm, I made it. I'm a best friend. Like, no. Like, coming to my grandpa's funeral and spending 12 hours the whole day yeah. sitting there. Like, I mean, I even was so fucking excited to I know, see I'm her. Like, I'm right now. <laughs> I know. That's why I said I got the That's when I'm like, oh, she fucking loves me. And I'm her, like, ride or die. Like, one of them. And I will say, just, like, as a bonus note, the older you get, the less you want to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bro, bro, it's so fucking expensive. expensive. And then just to wrap it up with family, I think this is something that grows your confidence as you get older. Mm -hmm. I think at least that's been my experience. So that's the advice I want to give is like I used to compare myself to every single person in our family getting into Big Ten colleges and I had quit cheerleading twice and and didn't want to go to college. And I was in detention every single day. I was in Saturday detention every single Saturday. I was literally just the fuck up of the family. Even though, when you think about it, like I wasn't like a drug addict no, and like psycho. You fuck up, you psycho. No, oh, but the compar- one that moves to LA and but, like, has this killer career. But hold on. But compared to you guys at the time, I was a fuck up. Just based on the circumstances, same thing. Like just because I'm not a heroin addict and all this stuff, I was still compared to everyone else was a fuck up. But then it's like, yes, I found my footing and I moved to LA and I did all this stuff. But when I was younger, I definitely felt a lot of this, and I think that it kind of goes back to almost like timeline and path. It bothered me and it made me, you know, sad sometimes, but it never stopped me from being who I am. I never changed. I, the reason I'm literally on this podcast right now is because of that, because I never conformed to the comparison of, Oh, I want to be like the rest of my family, have some healthy boundaries and focus on finding your strengths and not trying to fit in with your family. Yeah. A hundred percent. In conclusion, I'm going to read off some notes that I wrote because I think these all, I think we did a really good job of relating everything together because there's so much, hence the long episode. But 
I wanted to read just some conclusion notes and then hear your thoughts. Ready? Okay. Remind yourself you are your own great person. Someone else's success or path does not define yours. Not everyone shares their failures and hardships, just their highlights. Focus on having gratitude for your life and yourself. Focus on your strengths. Focus on what's good, but also learn to be content. It is enough. You don't have to always be searching for more or searching for something you're not. Focus on being content with what it is and who you are. Be happy for others and be compassionate towards others. Don't tear them down. Don't compare in any positive or negative way. No matter if it's positive or making you feel better about yourself, be compassionate. Be happy for them. Become aware of when you're comparing yourself slash triggers and behavior so you don't have to go down a rabbit hole. Focus on keeping your side of the street clean. That's my favorite metaphor. Literally stay in your lane. You don't have to go over to someone else's lane and clean up their shit. You don't have to go over to someone else's lane and judge it. You don't have to go over in someone else's lane and compare yourself. Stay in your lane. Focus on keeping it tidy. You are not alone. This is all totally natural. Comparison is the most natural fucking human function. And finally, take the energy you spend on thinking about others and put it towards yourself, which obviously is why we saved self for last because all of this starts with you. All of it. Yes, I love that. You know, define your worth through your own opinions because all opinions are subjective. So don't let other people's opinions define your own worth. And that's how you can stop comparing yourself so much. You know, focus on your own opinions and your own thoughts about yourself. It's like almost self doesn't deserve its own category yeah. because self deserves the entire category. 100%. And that, I feel like every episode is going to go back to self-love. But that's how fucking important it is. That's like the main core of mental health is like once you really know what those are and like what they mean to you and like obtain them everything else changes and i will say just to play devil's advocate that you are still going to get heartbroken when you love yourself you are still going to compare when you love yourself but you it is going to be so much easier and so much more meaningful when you have the foundation you know how we always say foundation with a relationship you have to have have the foundation the um, the strong core the like bruises and cuts on the outside are gonna heal and you'll still have that core that's good that abs and spinal cord the bod i would say sorry for it being long but i think it's because i'm apologizing to the two of us because we're we can't stop we're just tired and we've yeah, been recording we've since been 2 p.m and it is now 8 30 p.m not that we've recorded that Lauren much had a just, nail break she forgot about yeah i had to go get my nails done we had to prep the episode it's been a long day but thank you guys seriously so much for listening i hope that you got a little bit of something out of this entire episode if you think one of your friends be a good friend here's a good practice in you know being a good real friend send it to one of them be like hey I want to send one of these Mood Pods episodes to you because I care about you so much and I want you to be better. You always want to be better in yourself and the people that you love. I hope that we're some of the people that you love and you'll follow us on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth. And at Chloe Paw. And the two of us at The Mood Pod. And make sure to give this podcast five stars. And, and, Emma. and a thumbs up and subscribe. Okay, so you don't do thumbs up. and <laughs> Well, you can subscribe, but you don't do thumbs up. So five stars, subscribe, and follow us. Do all the things. I, I, we gotta go. We gotta stop. Can you say bye? Bye. This is why I don't like to say bye. (laughs)